Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Hey, everyone. Cardslingers is back with Hillary and Jamie. And so today we are going to be talking about how we play, the two of us play with tarot and astrology. And this um, episode was recorded while Melissa was still kind of trying to figure out what's going on with her health. And she also was like, you bitches deal with this because I don't do astrology. So it makes perfect sense for the two of us just kind of talk about how we do it. And yeah. so we're sitting here in our hoods looking mighty Sith Lord like and and this is also a listener question too. Yes. Oh yes. From Thank one you. of the yeah. seven. Yeah mm-hmm. one of our sevens asked us because Hillary and I sometimes do talk about astrology with the cards and they were like how do you two do this? And at first you know, when, when Liz was around, she was like, I don't want to do this. And we thought that at first it was like, God, do we have to talk about astrology and tarot and like teach people it? And then we just decided that today's episode is going to just kind of help you all seven, 14, however many, we might have a few. We might, we might, we might have 14 now at this point, you know, it's small select. Yeah. Yeah. So we're (laughs) going to talk about kind of how we use it. And then maybe Hillary and I, depending on which one of us, you know, really does know more about astrology. We, we keep pointing fingers at each other like, you know more, no, you more, you know more. You know, do you, so you, if you guys are familiar with the Spider-Man meme that goes around the internets um, where it's two Spider-Men pointing at each other, um, that's kind of where we're at, where we think the other one has the more knowledge of astrology. So we'll, we might figure that out on this episode. Who yeah. knows? We might, we might not. It might still be like Rochambeauing, but eventually we think it might be nice to talk about how tarot and astrology in a bigger sense goes and maybe how, you know, how to learn some astrology. Because again, to me, astrology isn't just knowing birth signs, um, your moon sign or anything like that. Astrology. Your natal chart. Yeah. Yep. It's your natal chart. It's It's this whole huge system of using the planets, using the energy of the planets to see what's going on and how those energies affect everything, not just in our little natal body, but like, you know, the world and sports events and elections. And that's political. Yeah. That's something that I've, I, you know, for me, tarot has my heart so much that I gleam a little bit of astrology. So I am, you know, my disclaimer is I'm not an astrologer. I, I look at myself as being kind of astro, uh, astro dangerous because the stuff I do gleam, it's like I read from other people and I go, oh yeah, Mercury retrograde's coming up. And then I use that info, like, you know, but I can't go into any more depth with right. than what astrology, I'm talking about. Ast- astrology adjacent, <laughs> yes. I guess we would be describing ourselves. But yeah, good good disclaimer there, Jamers, um, that we are both not astrologers. Um, neither is Melissa. And this is also the reason why Melissa was just like, yeah, you guys do that because I just don't, 
I don't do astrology. Um, and, you know, maybe we're going to integrate her into a future episode where we pick on her and um, make her a guinea pig again, like we did for the birth cards episode. Yes, because um, that's always fun. I mean, you know, eventually yeah. I hope that you two do something that I don't, that you're, you know, feel free to pick on me or, you know, one one time we'll pick on you. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Aries, you know, (laughs) so yeah, the, the, so the listener question was basically like, do you, do you incorporate, uh, astrology into your tarot practices and how, and how, um, so, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and hopefully, um, if you want to incorporate astrology into your tarot stuff or not, uh, you, this is a good episode to start with so that you can start to experiment on your own and see what works for you. Um, but this is basically what we do. And it's not, not necessarily something that comes up, um, in the space per se of a reading. Um, but we use astrology outside of the reading space as well to let us know, Oh, well, I'm booked to do a couple of email readings, but let me see what the astrology is by looking at Teresa reads um, astrology updates, or if you subscribe to her Astro Biz Digest, which is fantastic. I always shout that out when I do my weekly shows um, and give people a little bit of a taste of what she's talking about. So, so good. Um, so we will, we will have a lot of um, show notes for you guys yes. to, for recommendations of what you should look at, um, maybe some books to pick up, um, maybe some places that you can find your astrology. Cause once again, we are not astrologers. Yeah. We know just enough to be dangerous, but, um, <laughs> I will, I will look at the astrology and see if it's the right time to even do a reading. Um, maybe the moon is in Pisces or it's a new moon in Pisces. Um, and then I'm just like, oh, well, I'm booked with a new person. That's going to be fantastic. Um, and actually I can say based on the last, um, phone reading that I had with someone, it fell on the new moon in Pisces, I believe. Nice. And, and I was psychic as fuck that session, like Mm. really like way more, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a good, I'm a good reader, but like that particular reading, I was just like getting stuff that I don't normally get in a session. And, um, and I really think it was because it was the Pisces new moon heightening the intuition. Um, so that's one way you can use astrology to your advantage and work with those energies. Don't work against those energies because you're going to, you're not going to be a happy camper if you're trying to do something really big or have like a launch or something on one day. And it's like a void of chorus moon. Like that's not going to work out very well for you because things done in the void of chorus moon tend to fizzle out or not take root. So. And that's, that's pretty much, you know, every, uh, it's not everything because I've got a few more big buckets. But yeah, I mean, this first thing that we're talking about is keeping tabs on the greater astrology. And this is stuff that isn't that may or may not be linked to your natal chart, your birth stuff. Specifically, a lot of people, Teresa Reed, um, one of the um, people I follow, Cosmic Rx, sends out weekly uh, reports. They also have an Instagram that talk about like what's coming up in the next week. Amelia Quint, Colin uh, Beetle, you know, a lot of people put out stuff either daily, weekly, monthly. Um, I'm on a astrology for writers list and that will be in Jana, um, Jana Cadlick. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name. I was like, I got to find that again. 
But I, you know, I like keeping tabs on stuff like this, where, like Hillary said, you know, for launches, product launches, and again, you know, the stuff we're telling you while we are answering a tarot and astrology question, this can apply to anything, any business endeavor, any personal day, anything, you know, you can plan your vacations around plan. Proper- yeah. Or plan, plan like the, the day that you want to ask for a raise or yeah. plan, possibly plan your review on that day. Yeah. If, if you, if you have control over when, when you're having like an, an interview, a review, a raise, mm-hmm. a promotion, you know? Yeah. I, we, we plan card slingers around a particular day. Thanks to Hillary's access to the Astro, uh, to Teresa's Astro stuff. And that's why we launched it when we did, because it was a, a, a you know, good time. I know that Jamie Sawyer, um, asked Teresa to help her pick a perfect day for the Pocket Appears Kickstarter launch. Right. So, yeah. And while um, we're recording this before that, um, a few days before that Kickstarter is coming, again, you can see the power of, you know, planning to work. I love what you said, work with the energies, not against. So, you know, keeping tabs on the greater flow of things. For me, it's like Mercury retrogrades because, Uh, Hillary and I are both writers and editors, and we use technology all the time. So we back our stuff up. We deal with technology, and Mercury is all about writing and technology travel. And so we've been communication, yeah, yeah. And and we've had a Merc retrograde, the the Mercury and Gatorade episode, where we talk about some of that. And I believe that episode may have been spurred, you know, spurred this one. But that one's a big one to me because I need to have clear communication. I need to have my stuff open because if I don't write, I don't get paid. Or, you know, if my technology doesn't work, then I can't record and stuff. So it's it's fun to kind of see that. And for me, it kind of helps guide my style of readings where if we are in a retrograde and somebody comes to me and says, help me clear this crap. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I just can't move forward. I don't have motivation. I don't have something I can say, well, number one, we are in a Mercury retrograde. So if you feel like you started feeling this dip in depression or dip in uh, creative flow during day, you know, day one of when that started to, you know, now, or if it had just ended, I, you know, we can kind of correlate activities or actions or moods to how the energies work around us. Sometimes we just discuss, you know, the impact of, you know, to me, it's all about the energy of, you know, the thing and tarot kind of brings up energies. They, they are a 78 picture guide of different energies. And so in a way, astrology does kind of blend in with tarot for that reason, where you can add in extra energies like external energies or internal energies. And you can have discussions around those where you can try and figure out, well, when you're this low energy, what have you done before to pull yourself out? Or, you know, what new things should we try? So it's a collaborative effort into uh, sustaining and pushing through or again, working with. Right. And it's, and I mean, if, credit goes to Teresa Reed about the working with not against the energy because that's kind of her motto as an astrologer and I mean it's the same it's the kind of the same mentality with tarot and 
reading the pattern of tarot and then reading um, possible futures or possible outcomes, it's not really us reading the future. It's reading the pattern. And that pattern comes from the energy. So like tarot, astrology, it's just a way of understanding energy. And it's a different form or a different divination system that makes us or lets us make sense of the energy or the pattern that's going on right now. So again, astrology is all like recognition of the pattern or the constellations. And what astrology is, is like taking a snapshot of the heavens and, and reading the heavens because like what is above, so is below. Magic. And, and I mean, that's, and, and it can be very, Honestly, it can be very practical in nature for something that's so woo-woo or people are just like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't get it. Or the like, for example, when we talk about astrology, we're not just talking about horoscopes, which is only based on your sun sign. And people are just like, oh, well, I don't read my horoscope because it's just too general. And it's just like, well, of course it's going to be general. It's for you and the billion of other people that <laughs> might be an Aries or yeah. a Gemini or a Sagittarius. We are so much more than our sun sign. Um, and that is another thing that I really want to em- wanted to emphasize on this episode is like, you you may not want to do your natal chart, but I would, and, and but there are so many um, free resources to be able to get that information and also understand that information and working from your natal chart and having it, you, like you are the best example of a, <clears throat> of astrology at work. If you look at your natal chart and you see where your placements are and you get it described to you from a website such as astro.com, cafeastrology.com also has um, natal charts where you put in your birthplace, you put in your birth, birth date, and you put in your birth time. And if you don't have your birth time, um, you can just put in noon, I believe. Um, But then you're not going to get as detailed information. Like, I don't think you'd get your ascendant. And using that information, um, you can then see, like, why you are the way you are, um, flaws, um, strengths, weaknesses, um, and then also using, um, and then what astrologers do um, from, hmm, I'm not quite sure because again, I'm not an astrologer. I believe they take your natal chart and then they take your that information and they take it into, okay, what is the, what's the snapshot of the skies right now? or six months from now, or a year from now, to be able to to tell you what's a good day to launch, where your strengths are. Oh, well, that you're, um, ooh, you're, you're such and such is going to be retrograde at the time. So you maybe don't want to do a launch then, or you maybe don't want to get married then. Like, for example, um, my, my husband and I um, got married during a Venus retrograde, um, and we consciously made that choice because we wanted the person that married us to, um, to be our officiant. And if we had changed the date, she wouldn't have been able to be our officiant. So she warned us and she yeah. like, this is a full service high priestess. She did the astrology and helped us plan our dates. Um, so she warned us like, that's going to be during a Venus retrograde. Like, I just want you to keep that in mind. And so we were just like, yeah, 
yeah, okay. Like we, it was more important to us to have her officiate yeah. than deal with the astrology. However, <laughs> getting married during a Venus retrograde, every Venus retrograde that happens, we're arguing about the same damn things that we were arguing about at that time. So oh my God, it's, that's funny as heck. It's real. Astrology yep. is a real thing. See, for me, it's it's like any other, you know, like Western mysticism system, aka magic in a way where it is an art and that's the interpretation. That's why we follow multiple astrologers to see their interpretations. Of, oh, and so of, much of it. fun. It is so much fun to see like where they agree and where they disagree. And in in the in-betweens, you can really get um, Mm -hmm. a a great sense of what astrology is. And you're so right, Jamie. It is, it's both um, a skill, a talent, but it's also an art. There's an art to it, just like tarot. The skill is the science part where that's the mathematical equations. So astrology actually taps into maths. And that's why I love the websites. And I use an app called Time Passages Pro that Teresa recommended to me for my phone. And that takes all the maths out because words are my jam. And the stuff that it comes up with and, you know, tells me is interesting. Plus, it also allows me to keep my chart on me whenever me and friends start talking astrology. I can pull it up and, you know, I can go, really? Okay, you're, you're, you've got your Venus in that? Um, even broader, I, Kendra and I wanted to be married, um, in a full moon. So we also, you know, like, again, when people pick dates for marriages, sometimes it's, you know, because they want good weather or sometimes they want, you know, like for me, a moon aspect. Another thing I didn't want is that most of my family had been, and my birth date is in August. And I'm like, we are not doing this in August. There are too (laughs) many weddings in August. And the reason why it's usually that's a, that's a, yeah, well, Hillary's laughing because she did that. And I'm like, you wanted good weather too, right? You wanted, you know, you wanted the person and you wanted good weather. August yep. typically is the best month for that because you're not going to get a lot of rain. So we did July though, and we did it under the full moon. So while we do have a actual date that we'll celebrate, we also celebrate this, um, the full moon. Mm or ours. So it's just, it's kind of fun. Whatever full moon, whatever full moon is closest to your yeah. anniversary yeah. date. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of the second, but then again, you know, as we go through, you know, calendar dates don't align all the time with the cycles uh, in the patterns of the heavens. Right. So it's just, it's fun to keep tabs on the greater astrology and see how that will affect you. I mean, again, you know, your personal, I don't use astrology a whole lot in my personal readings. I, I, you know, for myself, I just kind of do the thing unless it's like a timing thing. And then I go to like the timing people, you know, for if I really want an astrology timey thing, then I pull out my astrology books and get like really down into it. But I don't understand any of it. I just read it and take it as, you know, gospel, so to speak. Right. But keeping tabs on that can help you do a lot, both with your tarot practice, your spiritual practices, no matter what it is and your mundane lifestyle of work and life, you know. Um, The next one, you know, as we're kind of talking about um, uh, um, birth charts and stuff, the, the, you know, the horoscopy things, I I will kind of do like to know my clients' sun, moon, and rising signs. And I do this. It's a natural thing. I don't outright ask everybody I meet, what's your sun sign? What's your moon sign? What's your rising? I need to get you into my app on my phone. No, I I like, I, you know, it happens if like their birthday comes up 
you know, that's an automatic something. Sometimes when I'm just talking in general or relating stories, you know, I'll bring up my stuff and then they'll share their information organically. It stuff like this can help you be more aware of their personality, their overall generic personality or energy types. And I don't, again, I don't, you know, say like, well, you're an Aries. And the last person I dated who was an Aries was an asshole to me. So I don't like Aries and we can't work together or, you know, Gemini's like I, my parents were both Gemini's and I will tell people I got raised by four parents Yeah, because gems kind of have this duplicity to me. Mm -hmm. Again, this is, you know, a broad generalization of, perspective in my life. This is the art portion of astrology. Right. But I look more at at that stuff for earth, air, fire, water. I like the elements and the elements stuff in my readings comes out more because you can tap into those four elements easier than you can say like, well, the moon is in Pisces. I don't even know what the fuck that really means other than, you know, Pisces to me is watery and the moon is also watery. So that tells me emotional shit might arise or psychic stuff. Right. You know, or if they don't have a lot, like, you know, I think we've, I think Melissa likes to talk about this, how she's, I got fire everywhere. All my planets are practically in Sagittarius, blah, 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 blah. Or, but yeah. I've seen, I've seen her chart and I'm just like, whoa, Same. I thought I had a lot of fire in my chart. No. Same. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of fire energy. And then not only, and I, I don't think it was just, just fire energy. I think it was specifically Sagittarius it is. energy. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fun because you can look at like, you know, there, there's um, cardinal, uh, mutable and fixed mm-hmm. in everybody's sun signs. And like, for me, I, the Leo portion of the three of us, I'm fixed. So what you kind of see is what you get. I don't necessarily change a whole lot. But the Sagittarius, they're the mutable ones, right? Yeah, because I'm Cause, the cardinal. Yeah, because you're the cardinal. So, you know, you, you, <laughs> so the way I look at how we work is like Hillary will blaze in, she'll lead the charge. I kind of follow us through to the end. You know, I'm kind of our timekeeper. And Melissa is really good on her feet. She's yes, one of the reasons. Flexible. Yeah. Yeah. She's the reason why we typically have her start off these, um, the, the episodes because she, she can, come up with something quick on the dot. Whereas for me, I kind of like a script occasionally, or yeah. I like to have some notes. Yeah. We and have, we're, we're, we're working, we're, we're working the notes today to make sure that we keep on task and on topic. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, you know, and you can kind of be aware of this with yourself and your own readings for yourself readings. It's just kind of, you know, again, go back to your natal chart, see how much energies, elemental energies you have from astrology and then figure out, well, Jesus, like for Melissa, you know, she's got all that fire or a lot of us have a lot of fire. I don't have a lot of earth. So I'm like constantly carrying crystals in my hands. I've got two of them in my hands today. I mm. I, I put rocks in my boobs, in my bras for, I call them boob, boob rocks. rocks. Boob <laughs> rocks, you know, to kind of help me ground or give me support and energies that I might feel unstable with either in mind or body or something. So, you know, you can do all sorts of fun things with astrology and tarot without it being too sciencey or you know? or too or or feel like you're wading into unfamiliar waters like i mean that's a great example Jamie about you know taking the crystals and and kind of wading you down bringing that grounding aspect because your natal chart you know that you're 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 not as rooted as you would like to be so you're yeah. you're accommodating that 
Um, and so that's, that's, and that's the reason why I say a lot of people might disagree with me, but I'm just like going to your natal chart, starting with your natal chart is a really great way to start to understand astrology because it's like, it's like you, you gotta walk before you run. You can't really just start going like, um, political or global astrology without first, you know, taking the time to look inward and see mm-hmm. like, okay, how, how does astrology affect, affect me? How do I present myself to the world? Why do I present myself to the world in this way? Mm-hmm. Cause there's usually a link in your natal chart that explains it. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a like, language, you know, as you're talking, language. I'm thinking about it. It's a language. Tarot is a language. And astrology is a language where, um, like you said, you know, you got to learn your birth chart. That's the building blocks. You know, um, there are so many alphabet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, There are so many cool memes that'll, um, that'll say like, you know, my, my son, and I believe Teresa's book, uh, tarot, um, the astrology for real life. She'll even add this in there where she's got statements like I am sun sign. This means I blah. And she goes, through yeah, it's like a Mad Libs. It's yeah, like it's, astrology Mad Libs to understand yeah. why they mean what they do. Like what you were saying about like the new moon in Pisces and what does that actually mean? There is actually a really good, I think it's both a book and um, an Oracle deck, Moonology. Ooh, oh, is, yeah, is really fantastic. And I, of course, did not put it down into my notes, but I definitely wanted to. to it's in the show notes that. now. <laughs> it's in there now. Um, but but that is such a great um, way to access those energies and understand those energies. And um, the way I do my tarot readings, and, and we're going to we're gonna talk about this in a future episode of like exactly how we do our readings, um, how, how each of us reads similarly and differently. What I like to do in the space of my tarot reading is I like to finish with an oracle card to kind of wrap up the, um, the session time and also give, it's, it's almost always a summary or a, what do you most need to know, or what do you need to take away from the reading? And it's always, almost always very applicable to all of the themes that came up in the tarot reading, which I find to be really fun and amazing. Like, this is the reason why I do what I do. Um, but so I'll pull from an Oracle deck that I'm drawn to or feeling moved to use with that particular client. And so sometimes I'm grabbing the, the, the Moonology um, Oracle deck And what's really wacko is when I shuffle and the card comes up and it is what's going on astrologically, like it matches up with the actual astrology, like new moon in Pisces. And we were, we were just coming off of that. And then I pull the new moon in Pisces card, you know? So it was just like, "Mm, this stuff works anyway. um, But sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't match up. And when it doesn't match up with the astrology, I'll look up the astrology and I'll say, okay, well, this is not actually what's going on right now. This is the card that's being pulled. So it's saying a full moon in Leo, you might need to be more bold or make bolder decisions at this time. However, we're not actually in a full moon in Leo right now. We're actually in a half moon in Gemini. Here's what that means. So it's almost tying the two together um, to give even more information to the client, to be even more helpful to your client. So, and it's just, again, it's, it's, you know, um, when you read the card information and you pick stuff up, sometimes your mind will feed it back to you, you know, from the infinite Rolodex of all of our experiences, everything we've read, everything we, we read or hear on TV or on social media, 
gets put into this box and that becomes fodder for the reading. And sometimes it's appropriate or, you know, your mind says, tell them, tell them about the astrology. And you might be hesitant to say no. And yet when it comes out of your mouth and your, you know, your mind's going, no, don't, it, it might be relevant. It might, might be absolutely 100% relevant because that's what I do. Like that's my internal monologue where the mind is just like, oh, you're going to look stupid by saying this. And, and then your spirit is saying, no, you have to say it because it's usually the most pertinent information that the client really needs to hear. And you know what? I'm at the point now in my readings that I'm willing to look a little bit stupid as long as it's going to be helpful to my client. So, you know, and that's vulnerability. And a lot of the times, you know, when you read and, you know, when you are kind of uh, astrology adjacent, it's good to have those vulnerability moments because again, that's, you know, stepping out of your box, that's incorporating new learnings into your toolbox. And yeah, I will admit this as, as well. Um, relationship readings do have a lot of astrology associated with it. That's again, the horoscope thing, the who is your perfect partner type who are thing. you compatible you know, with yeah. All, yeah. all that fun stuff, except I do it differently. Whenever, um, I, I, I don't specialize in relationship readings. I, I kind of sometimes don't like it because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's brute forcing, you know, to love somebody. It's one of the reasons why I don't do like love spells for others because, you know, it's like, well, I want Johnny. Well, you can't have Johnny if Johnny doesn't have any connections to you or <laughs> well, feelings. Johnny, Johnny's, Johnny's married and, and <laughs> yeah. doesn't know you from a hole in the wall. So yeah. pick someone I actually else. Got, like when I was a baby pagan, I got asked to do a relationship spell. And I'm like, nope, I'll, I'll do one for you for self-love or for what's missing. But I'm not going to, you know, you know, try and tie you and another person together and brute force it because that's not, or that's not nice. It's not nice. It's taking will away from another person and you never know what's going to happen. You know, what you want out of, you know, the body type person of this is my Mr. Right because, or my Mrs. Person or my, my, my person, you know, it's, it looks aren't everything. I've been with really pretty people. And yet we never, we weren't compatible because, well, (laughs) what was inside didn't work. And so what I do in relationship readings, and mostly these are like the ones that are looking for a new person or, you know, something I, I tell them, let's look, let's use the cards to find qualities of people that you might like or want to stay away from. And then I'll put X cards down for qualities, depending on time. And, you know, usually this is an event rating. So, you know, sometimes it's three cards for qualities. And I put a fourth card down, not as the, like the, you know, here's, um, you know, the outcome or here's the best case. It's it's more like, here's what this relationship with this person might look like. Mm. So that, you know, you get a taste of if I find this person with some of these qualities or all of them, will this be a good match? Or a longevity thing. And sometimes the astrology falls into that. Like if I pull up um, uh, strength, that's a Leo. Um, Or, you know, I I talk about the fire signs a lot because those are the ones I intimately know in the cards. And it's it's just easier. We go, we go right to the the signs that we know. Yeah, it is. And so, or the emperor is Aries. And so you can say, well, okay, this card, these are the qualities of an emperor. They are probably going to have nice boundaries and structures. They might be a little overbearing for roles, you know, might, you know, that could be good. That could be bad, depending on, you know, (laughs) how, what type of person you are and what you're looking for, or, Hey, 
you know, if you want to look at this astrologically, it could be an Aries. Mm -hmm. And then I go through that with each card, depending on what I can remember. You can even do this with the minors. I know that we haven't really talked a lot about like the majors and minors or the court cards and their astrological stuff. And there are like a whole, there, again, there's tons of resources tons of stuff, that yeah, you can deacons, look and we'll direct, yeah, yeah. We'll, di- we'll, we'll direct you accordingly because, you know, it's, I don't think that's much. really the, the space of the episode isn't yeah. going to give you a generic list, but I mean, like even the major arcana, sometimes there are, um, you, you look at the associations, the traditional association between the major arcana card and the astrological aspect. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, why is that? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't see it. Like Aries for emperor. I like, I understand. I see. Um, And there's also some tarot decks that you might want to look into working with because they have um, in the imagery, such a strong astrological correspondence that you can't help but see Aries as emperor. For example, Chira Marchetti's Legacy of the Divine. Great, great, great deck to work with um, if you want to see the astrology in action in a tarot deck. Like, for example, the emperor card. Um, in his deck, um, there is a stained glass window of a ram behind so the emperor. So it's like, it's kind of hard to not associate the, the Aries ram with the emperor. And mm-hmm. also if you look in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, you can see the ram horns um, on the throne. Yeah. Um, so there, there are ways that um, artistically they can tie in the astrological correspondences like the lover's card the lover's card is typically associated with gemini with that fork in the road and then the 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 duality there it's easy it's easy it's easy to see um that as gemini one of the ones that i don't understand is the the um sign of cancer associated with the chariot chariot i don't i don't get it i don't understand it but maybe if you're um if your sign is cancer and you look at the chariot mm-hmm. card, maybe you, maybe you do see an association there. So it's just like, I understand my own association because like, I can just see it so clearly. Yeah. Um, so, but that is a really good deck to pick up if you want to see like the astrology in action in a tarot deck. And it's not just for, as Jamie was saying, it's not just for the major arcana. No, um, there are, there, there is astrology corresponding to every card of the 78 mm-hmm. cards of a tarot deck. So. And just to also remind, since you brought this up and it's a good thing, my mind had said, well, we got to talk about how some decks and some systems don't, aren't in alignment, like especially the divide between uh, writer Wait Smith style and uh, Alistair Crowley or slash Frida Harris style, which Toth, um, yeah. the Toth stuff where Toth deck doesn't follow the same tradition, same pattern as the Rider Waite system. Because one, um, I know that each one of them tried to perfect the order of the heavens in, in the majors, but you know, um, in good Toth, luck with that. <laughs> yeah. In Toth, they switched a couple of cards because that perfected the order of the heaven. You know, it's like, well, he got it wrong. I mean, then again, they also didn't like each other. So each deck, as you learn, you'll see differences. And again, that's going back to the art of it all. You know, the, well, you know, it makes no sense for cancer or it makes no sense for justice or, you know, uh, Leo and, or, strength, you know, to be here and there. So you get, you know, you get some weird connections and stuff and it's worth kind of digging into some of the historical messages and stuff to learn some of this. But yeah, relationship readings, 
you know, if you're really good at astrology and tarot, you can, you know, that can be a fun, quote unquote, easy way. I say easy. And of course, you know, everybody's rolling their eyes at me for saying that, but it could be a fun and kind of easy way to start blending the two systems together because everybody, you know, with relationship stuff kind of goes astro- astrological. We we do the mems, we do the quizzes. And then yeah, we, like, you know, who, who are you compatible with? Yeah. Aries, Aries and Aries. Ooh, no. Well, well yeah. you know, I'm married to an Aries and I am an Aries. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a complete, you know, negation. And some, so you do want to take some of this stuff with a grain of salt where mm-hmm. it's like Aries and Aries can never be together. It's just like, well, you know, I've been married for over five years now Yay. and together for like 14 years. So clearly again, you are not <laughs> just your sun no. sign folks. And There's I so will much say more this. going on. I dated a Leo in high school and no, I will never date another Leo. And that's because I'm too headstrong. But that's all, I mean, the headstrongness also comes from my moon sign, which is Taurus. So, you know, maybe, you know, if I found a compatible Leo with a compatible moon sign or rising sign that might have, or even Venus sign that might have proven better. I do know that it's kind of funny, you know, like I, once I started learning about astrology, I I would make sweeping statements of stuff like, I'm never going to date a Gemini because, you know, my parents were and that sucked. Or, you know, my sister and I never got along and she was Capricorn. And yet my wife is a Capricorn and we get along great because she's got a lot of that energy that I need. And my rising, my ascendant is Capricorn. So, I mean, it it, it makes a lot of sense, even within the con- confines of the three co-hosts of the Cardslingers Coast to Coast, you know, like we've got more energy going than just the fire signs. We have our entire three natal charts behind us um, dictating our roles, mm-hmm. even within this podcast. So you can kind of see that playing out like me i'm a triple fire sign um sun is an aries um um, mars is an aries and venus is an aries wow so that's yeah that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of aries energy in some of the stronger aspects of my personality and it makes a lot of sense to me only because you know i've I've been living myself with myself for the last 40 years. Like I, I know how all this plays out, you know, <laughs> of course I'm like, how's that going for you? How's that you going know? for you? But like, but, um, and we're, we're also going to include um, this list from tarot.com, um, mm-hmm. which is a really great resource as well. Um, so this is from Sally Phillips, who's an astrologer, um, the Zodiac signs revealing your Zodiac signs, tarot card. So like here, Aries emperor, mm-hmm. Taurus is Hierophant, um, the Lover's Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I just had, so the insight is, so as um, Hillary mentioned a couple of her association, mine is, uh, my sun sign is Leo, my moon sign is Taurus, and my rising is um, Leo. So for me, the Leo, the sun and the rising are, you know, kind of like outward or inward um, personality, outward personality, um, internal versus external or what you show the world versus who you are naturally. So Leo and Leo, I, I, what you say is what you get no matter where I am. But that moon sign, that Taurus, the fact that it's Hierophant, I'm like, oh, that's where I get my teaching stuff yep. and yep. my bullheadedness. Yeah. And I mean, this This is also another great exercise that you could do once you have your natal chart information. Take, um, take your, um, your big three, 
you know, whatever you consider your big three to be, usually it's um, sun, moon, and rising um, that we're talking about. Find the association between your sun, moon, and rising in the tarot and pull out those three tarot cards and take a look at them and, and you know, gain your understanding of yourself and of the tarot and of astrology using that. So we'll, we'll include that list because, you know, it's a, it's a big list of um, the 12 astrological signs. I mean, like Leo, Leo to strength. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but Mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes like Virgo, Virgo is associated with the hermit in this deck. Um, I mean, in this list. Um, So it, it might not be the associations that you think of. And again, you want to take those associations or those kind of listicles with a grain of salt um, in the same way that you would take um, the little white book interpretations with a grain of salt. Like if it doesn't match up to your understanding of the card, like don't, you know, put the little white book on a pedestal more so than your own personal knowledge or understanding of the tarot. I think that's a great ending for that because I love what you just said as a homework assignment to pull, yeah. to, to look at the list or look at a book, whatever resource you want of um, the astrological, at least for the majors, the astrological, you know, uh, um, signs and then their corresponding tarot card, pull those cards out and then reflect on them and see maybe where they're similar, see maybe where you're like, I, I don't, you know, see that. I don't get that. it. Or I don't, yeah, see I don't it. get it. And, and do it. And if you want, you know, let us know. Because again, you know, <laughs> tarot is a lifelong study. And so is astrology. Yeah. And the two can cross. And there are so many ways that you can art. I mean, you can take the science of both tarot and astrology and then turn it into an art form that is unique for you. So have fun with it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.